We're ready to go. Oh, my mic's on. Can you guys hear me over that ruckus they got going on over there? <laughs> so, please, guys, can we welcome Sean to the stage? You guys have been waiting for this conversation, clearly. I love it. So sometimes we all just need a little help. Sorting your life out is stressful enough and just getting started can be the hardest part. A little advice from, ex from an expert can go a long way. So join the president of the Association of Professional Declutterers and Organizers and the founder of Sorted, Sean Peleshi. Did I say it? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> to learn how to organize with you in mind. Let's go. Hello. How are you feeling, my darling? I'm all right. I was, I'm, I'm a little bit chilly, but I'm, you know, I've got my thermal vest on, so that's always a good start, isn't it? I'm all good. Thank you. <laughs> so, can you can you explain the concept of professional organising and its benefits for someone who might not be familiar with it? Yeah, sure. So, professional organising is where someone comes into your home, your office, your environment, and works with you to create processes, systems, and and an order out of what you are seeing as chaos. So essentially, that's what a professional organizer does. Okay. Yeah. And how did you become interested in this, in your field of organizing? Yeah, so I've always been a bit of an organizer. I, my background is in events and event management, and for, I did that for about 15 years or so. Um, and I have always loved that pleasurable feeling of helping somebody achieve something that they didn't think was possible. And when I, uh, I got to a stage where my career in events was starting to sort of dither a little bit and my mind was going, I probably need to be doing something else. I was about to start a family. Events and families don't tend to work wonderfully well. So uh, I just thought, what can I do that I could go in and support somebody else, enjoy what I'm doing and, and love what I do? Uh, and help others at the same time. And it was actually a colleague at the time um, who said, well, why don't you go into companies and support small businesses? And I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go and start and support these small businesses that actually need that help right at the start, the set, you know, the word go, to be able to allow them to be able to grow and grow organically so that they can expand and, and do what they want to do best, which is expand their business. So I started working with, with companies and going into small businesses to support them in their processes and their filing systems, in their environments as well, looking at the way that their office was laid out and how that was going to help them in terms of their growth. And funnily enough, people sort of went, actually, I don't want you in my, ho my office, I want you in my home. Can you come into my home, please? And so it sort of started there. And over the years, I have developed, I've done more training, I've looked at working with lots of different types of people. Um, and I've just grown in that way. And so I now predominantly work with those that are neurodiverse. Um, but I work with your everyday sort of family member, people that are downsizing, people that are needing support in their later, later years and planning ahead for the future or, or the future of their families. Um, but also looking at those, those families that are sort of young and are chaotic. You know, our, our lives are very chaotic nowadays. There's so much going on. 
We have young children that take up a lot of our time. We are professionals. You know, we're out working. Some of them, even the, the people that are at home supporting their families sometimes need that help. Um, and that's where it's gone. That's where I, I work. I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> I love that too. So there are lots of specialisms to f professional organising. Can you please talk us through some of these? Yeah. So I, a lot of people, when they when they look at professional organisers, they go, "Oh, you're you're you tidy things up, don't you? You go in and you tidy up." And it's like, well, that's that's an element of what we do. Yes. But some respect on it. Yeah. There, yeah. But there there are so many other things that we can do, and there's so many different areas that professional organisers can support. So it's not just about the tidying up. Yeah. I mean, that is one element of it. But there are people, I mean, in APDO, for instance, you know, we have over 400 members and every single one of them work with somebody different and they work in different ways. Some of the specialisms that they cover are things like hoarding behavior, neurodiversity. Some of them look at um, the sort of... Um, areas where it's it's not the physical it's the digital stuff so looking at photo organizing for instance and and how you can look at your digital filing some of them work as coaches so it's more life coaching and looking at your processes and how are you doing things that way so it's not just the physical side of things that we're working with and there is somebody out there for every need. So whether it's that you're, you've got an elderly parent that is trying to downsize and go into their you know, end, end and final home for the rest of their lives, a lot of the time they're downsizing, they're decluttering things from their past that they've acquired over the years. You know, they've had family homes they've been living in where they're four and five bedrooms and they're now reducing that down to a two bedroom and there's a lot of emotion that comes with that. And it's looking at the emotional side of things as well as the physical. So you'll find that there are members that really sort of really only work with hoarding behavior or only work online and they work as a coach on a coaching element in terms of life, life sort of styles. Um, but there is somebody out there for every single need. Thank you. Well, that's good to know because <laughs> like, which one do I need? <laughs> over there. Um, so you did a session on the main stage last year that had blind date and Scylla black vibes. Yeah. <laughs> the message being that there are lots of different approaches to professional organizing and that it is important to find the right match for you. Perhaps even try, try a few different ones out. Why is it important to find the right match for you? Because this is a, this is a personal thing. So this, this whole sort of bringing someone in to support you is personal. You have to be able to connect with the person that's coming into your home and really know that they are thinking of you because you have to get to know your clients. It's all about understanding who that person is. You know, why am I going into this person's home? What do they need from me? What support do they need? Who are they as a person? And how can I help them? Where are they struggling? What are the adjustments that we have to make? You, you, you know, all of that has to be taken into consideration, but you have to be able to get on with them. Yeah. You have to like them. You have to, you're, you're bringing someone into your home and you have to trust what they are telling you. So in order for that to happen, I mean, it's a privilege to be able to come into people's homes. You know, some people are very, very private and they're really embarrassed about what's going on, this chaos that's happening in their home and in their brains. 
and they're embarrassed about it. You know, you're asking a, a stranger to come into your home and to help you with this. And in order for that to happen, you have to like them. You have to trust in them. You have to believe in that they are going to come in and they are going to do the job that you need them to do. So it's really important to talk to multiple people. Yeah. You know, really ask the questions. You know, what can you do for me? Get a feel for them when you're on the phone. You'll be able to tell straight away when you're speaking to someone whether you like them or not. And you, you, you have to sort of trust your gut and go, I like this one didn't really get on with that one very well but that's okay you know we, we're all different people we're all different personalities person one personality might fit for another but it doesn't fit for somebody else so it's just about sort of getting to know them getting to know you as a person and making sure that you believe that this person's right for you so I just want to jump on to one of the points that you made which was um you know feeling really judged like I will I, this person's going to come into my house and they're going to look around and what are they going to think how do you speak to your clients to let them know that basically don't clean up before I come yeah like how does that work because I think like you said that there, there is that a bit of shame and judgment yeah. like so how would you deal with that it doesn't okay. <laughs> they still do it <laughs> You just say, leave it as it is. It's okay. I can see it in its chaos. I don't care about that. It's not about, you know, we're not here to come in and judge you. We're here to come in and help. That's what we're there to do. So don't change how it looks because actually it's really important that I can see how it is on a day-to-day -day basis. If you tidy up that mess, you're telling me something different when I first walk through that door. You're not saying to me, this is actually how it is. You're saying, oh, look, this is how, this this is how, is how I want you to think it is. This is how I want you to think it is. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, people still do it. But actually, in some ways, it's a good thing as well because actually it gets people going. They kind of go, oh, just the fact that I knew you were coming meant that I got, I got inspired. I just went and did something. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. If I can, if I can you know, give you that power to go and do something, to get up and actually action it before I've even stepped foot in your door, brilliant. I would much rather that that happened than I, you pay for me to come in and, and actually work with you. I'd have a 20 minute chat and book in for a 10 minute chat afterwards and say, how are you getting on? You know, no problem. Because it's not about the money, it's not about me coming in and being paid, it's about making sure that you feel confident and like you can actually do it yourself. So yeah, I, I did have a cleaner. I did hire a cleaner once. Yeah, and um, I tied, I cleaned up before they came. They was like, <laughs> "What do you need me to do?" I was like, "Oh, you know, probably took me a good couple hours to like get it to a decent stage." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, right? You know, you you hire a cleaner to come in and clean your home, but you tidy before they arrive. I mean, there Makes is an no element sense. of yes, they have to be able to clean yeah. and so they do need some some something to work with but at the same time if if actually you just need someone to come in and tidy up for you and then do what cleaning they can that's all right that's okay that's what you're paying them to do you know you're taking that pressure off yourself and saying i'm just paying for somebody and it's well worth that money paying for somebody to come and do it so i can do something else that i really enjoy doing so when you work with clients, how do you assess their unique needs and preferences to create a custom, planned, custom well, plan and outcomes? It all starts with a conversation. 
And the conversation is very much about understanding you as a person. What are you struggling with? What have you tried before? Is there anything that you, you, know, you would like to try and achieve? What are your goals? You know, what are you aiming for when we finish a session? What are you looking for in the longer term? You know, are there things here that actually you know that you could do better, but you just don't know how to do them better? Or is there another way that you can do something that has kind of worked for you in the past, but, but something's not gone, gone quite right along the way and you just need it tweaking to come back to itself? So it's about really having that first conversation and getting to understand more about you as a person, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, why it's not worked potentially in the past, although sometimes you, you don't know. You don't know why that is. And, and that really gives me a starting point to go, right, I understand who you are. I'm getting a really good feel for your personality. I'm really getting an understanding about what, you, you know, what you're trying to achieve here. And from that, I can then come into the home and then we can assess together Okay, let's have a look. You know, where are you putting your keys when you first arrive in the house? Where do your shoes go? Where's your coats going? How long have those coats been there for? You know, actually, is that the right place to have them? Is there somewhere else that you could be putting them that might be a better, better solution? So as we're going through that and as we're talking through the house, because once you get into the house, it's very much a let's do a walk around. Let's have a look at actually everything you're doing and you know you might go into a home and say well you're only going for the wardrobe but actually if you don't assess the rest of the house just doing the wardrobe isn't going to benefit that person because it might be that the wardrobe's in the wrong place and it could be in a better space in a different room but until you assess that room and you assess the other room next to it you won't know that so you might address a small problem but actually there is a ripple effect and as it comes around the house and you know looking at uh, the whole space and assessing the whole space and then pinpointing on that one thing that they want to do and saying actually in order to get this space right you have to focus on this space first so it's really about assessing the whole thing and then from there you can then start to plan and, and really take action so can you give us any success stories with someone that you've worked with yeah, so there's one particular client that I work with where she wanted me to work on her wardrobe, but she also, she was a crafter, and she wanted a craft room. Now, the craft room came off a bedroom, so it was a little, it had been a separate room originally, but they'd blocked up one doorway, opened up another, and it was sort of going through a, a, a spare bedroom. And she'd, she'd divorced two years before, and when she downsized, so she went from a six-bed house to a four-bed house, she downsized, it was her, it was her, her son, and um, they, they downsized, and she had all of her boxes you know, brought in. She had her crafting space that was kind of there, but not really there and organized. And she came and said, I need, I need my wardrobe and I need some crafting space. And I was like, right, okay, well, the first thing we have to do is tackle your spare room. And she's like, no, 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 no. I want my wardrobe. I was like, yes. 
But if you look at the boxes that are in your spare room, they are all wardrobe boxes that you haven't touched for two years. And until we sort that out, we can't sort the wardrobe out. Once we've sorted the wardrobe, then we'll have the space to be able to move some of the craft stuff into the spare room and then sort out the craft room. And it was a process that we had to go through. And I think when she first, when she first heard me say, let's, talk, let's sort out this space first, she sort of looked at me as if to go, you're just after more money, right? This is, this is what you... you you're not, you don't really want to help me with this. You just want the more money. And, I, and after we'd finished that process, she said, oh, all right, now I understand. And it works. Yeah. And, and I'm finding that a lot. You know, I find that with clients where they come in. I mean, some of them really trust that and they go, I get it. I understand. And even when I say to them, we're doing this because... We need to get to this, but in order to get to this, we have to tackle that. So, you know, and, and they get it. And others kind of are a bit like, mm, not sure about that. But, but once they go through that process and they see how it's working, it works and they go, ah, oh, I get it. So how has the field of professional organizing evolved over the years? And what, are, what trends do you see emerging in the industry? Oh, well, I mean, Eight years ago when I started, you know, people would come up to me and say, what do you do? I'm a professional organizer. You what? There's such a thing? And I was like, yeah, there's an association too. And they've been going like 10 years or so. Whoa, you know? Nowadays, you go up and ask some, somebody asks you and you say, I'm a professional organizer. Oh, right, yeah. A bit like, you know, Con Murray and, you know, and like, you know, Stacey Solomon. And, yeah. And actually shows like that have really helped promote what we do and the fact that it's it's a normal service it's no longer a special a specialist service for those elite people that can afford it it's actually for everybody it's available for everybody and it makes our lives a lot easier because people are more willing and accepting to allow people to come in and help them and i always say sort of you know i i look at professional organizing a little bit like um the other service providers like you know when you when you have an issue with your heating you usually bring, you know, you provide a, a, a gas repair person or a, a boiler repair person. Or if you have an issue with your water, you know, you bring in someone, that, a plumber. When you have an issue in your home, whether it's a physical issue or whether it's a process issue, you bring in a professional organizer because that's what they do. That's what they're there to do. They're there to support you in your home and environment. And actually, I'm, I'm starting to see more people sort of really embrace that and really embrace the fact that we are there to help you. And there are so many different ways of helping people. You know, there are so many different methods. The KonMari method is one way of doing it. There are other methods of doing it, and it all works. And it's finding that solution that works for you and really sort of harnessing that. And, and actually, that's becoming so powerful now for people. And with, when we're living in a world, an environment of so much stuff, you know, it's how do we manage that? How do we really take care? And how do we look at what we're doing and how that's impacting on the environment and impacting on our lives and our mental health as well? You know, so there's a really big issue with mental health problems and clutter. And having all of that around you constantly is a, is a very negative thing. Some people can deal with it better than others. But it's, it's something that we really have to address and we have to support and we have to look after.
and we have to learn. We have to learn how to create those environments that are better for us all round. I want to know if anyone has any questions. We got any questions? So, what is what is one thing that we can all do to make our homes serve us better? I think you have to understand how you want to live in your home. It's amazing how many people have said that this weekend. Right. Yeah. You 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 have to know how you want to live in your home. What do you want it to feel like? How do you envisage seeing it working? What do you want to do more of? You know, and how can you get to that, that solution? It's like, if you are constantly surrounded by lots of things and it's bothering you, get some help to reduce that down. And then it won't bother you as much. You know, it's, it really is important to understand what you want in your life and what you want to be surrounded by and what you want to be able to do and who you want to be able to go out and see and all of these things that really impact on who we are as people you know it's it's so important to look at that and and once you can establish what that is then you can work out a plan of how to get to it thank you so much and you know what for me i didn't i feel like this part of um organizing and cleaning and stuff I didn't really know about it until last year when we had the Clean and Tidy Home Show. It just wasn't something I thought of. So I'm just really grateful to have been introduced to that because you know, it's like you don't know what you need until you know yeah. what's available. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I, could, I, I get it. Like I could use that and I could do with that. And so I don't know if, if that's, do you have a question? Oh, we got a question. <laughs> what would your advice be if there was someone that was thinking about maybe doing this as a career? Oh, go and see Abdo. That's Abdome. a great question. <laughs> <laughs> we, yes. I mean, obviously, the Association of Professional Declutterers and Organisers, we've been going for 19 years now. Yeah. And it's, it's a membership of professional organisers that we are a community. Mm. We learn from each other. We support each other. We help each other out in terms of being able to support others. Yeah. And it's a, you know, if you are wanting to be a professional organizer, even if you don't become a member, go and speak to somebody from Apdo and they will talk to you all about how to do that and the best ways. And where are you guys situated today? Literally behind the pink stuff. You can see the banner. Yeah. So if you guys do have any more questions today, you can head over there and speak to Sean and the team a little bit more. But can we have a round of applause? Because I've really uh, enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sean. <laughs>